Hey guys, I'm Anali. And I'm Hannah. And welcome to Three Faith Podcast. Where we share insight on how to keep your faith in God strong through relationships of all kinds, such as dating, friendships, marriage, family relationships, and so many more. We are so thankful that you're joining us on our podcast episode today. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Three Faith Podcast and like our Facebook page for updates on when we release a new episode and for more content. Hey guys, I'm Hannah and I'm a co-host of Through Faith. And I'm an ally, the other co-host. And welcome to our fourth episode of the third season. Um, we had to re-record that a few times and because I couldn't get our seasons right. I kept saying season four. We are not there yet, even though I'm excited for season four. We're not there yet. Um, but we are really excited for today and we're just really excited to kind of end on a high note. Um, of our series for the season, um, the single dating and married series that we're doing. Um, um, If you haven't listened to the first two, I definitely recommend listening to those. And um, today we have Miss Gina Archer on and we are so, so excited to, um, to talk with her. And she spoke so much wisdom. And, you know, I think she said her and her husband had been married for, was it 23 years years and um so she had a lot of wisdom to give us and Manali and I learned a lot and we're just excited to share that with you guys and um before we do that though we do want to kind of make this a little bit of a shorter intro just so we can go ahead and get into the episode because it's um it's a lot of good stuff so um I didn't have a question this week but we decided we were going to do a tip of the week. Um, we decided we were like, should we do tips for school, tips for life, whatever. So me and Manali have our own and we're just going to say tip of the week. So, um, do you want to go first or do you want me to? You can go first. Me. Okay. So my tip of the week, um, is actually, I had one in my head earlier, um, but I changed it as we were like going through the podcast and I reflected back on this week and you know, we have, we definitely have highs and lows and lately I've been having a lot of highs and I felt like this past week was just a little bit of a low, not for anything in particular. It was just one of those weeks where, you know, you feel like, gosh, like nothing can go right, you know? And, um, a lot of times God uses those days to really humble us and, um, it, you know, help us understand, you know, this isn't as bad as you think it is. And so my tip that I wanted to give myself and to remind um, everybody else is just to um, take a step back and genuinely rest. Um, I know this episode is coming out next week, but we actually made a post today that, um, you know, this episode was supposed to release last week, but we are releasing it this week because for the first time in like, I don't even know how many months, me and Manali both had off on, um, on that day at, um, you know, the whole day from, you know, we work at the same job. We both had off. That's super rare. Um, we didn't have schoolwork or anything. We just kind of had a day to like really sit back and rest and, you know, kind of isolate ourselves and talk to God and just stuff like that. And, uh, so that's kind of my tip, I think, because I, I had to do that this week. I had to like take a step back and be like, you know, I really haven't been spending intentional time with the Lord. Like I should, I've been treating it like, you know, checking off a box mm-hmm. and saying, okay, read my Bible, read my devotional, trying time to go to sleep. Um, and it hadn't been personal. And I kind of like, you know, honestly, I kind of broke down a, this week a little bit. And I was like, God, I have not been talking to you like I should. I have not been, you know, nurturing our relationship like I should. So um, that's just, it's a little bit more serious, I know. But that's my tip is um, just take a step back and rest, um, not only physically, but spiritually as well and spend quality time with, with God. Yes, for sure. It's always good, especially on days like today where you can feel your cut back up, especially after a hard work or hard work, a hard (laughs) week like absolutely um, like this week. Um, My tip of the week is not as serious. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of the polar opposite, Mm -hmm. but um, it has to do with studying because I've been doing a lot of that this week. Um, Lo-fi music is a great (laughs) way (laughs) to keep focus and be able to like listen to music and listen to background noise while you're studying so 10 out of 10 recommend listening to lo-fi music whenever you're studying this week it might change i do remember i do remember you telling me that there was one more that we were talking about i think was it the one um, i had planned on saying i don't remember what it was though 
was hot it girl something? walks oh was yeah another one. um that they call them like hot girl walks yes. <laughs> um oh my gosh like unplug turn on worship music and go on a walk oh my gosh so <laughs> it's so relaxed more relaxing <laughs> than people think don't underestimate a good walk <laughs> yes for sure um yeah, but um, before we get into the episode, Manali's just going to wrap up, and um, then we'll get into the episode. Yeah, so um, like Hannah mentioned, this is our last um, episode of the Single Day Married series. Um, Miss Gina is somebody that uh, was kind of like my second mom through the years I played soccer because her daughter Kelsey, who we had on prior um, as our dating guest, is our age and I, who I grew up playing soccer with. Um, so Gina um, made a really big impact in my life and was a big part of my testimony and um, contributing to my future plans that I'm um, pursuing right now. So we wanted to have Miss Gina come on and kind of talk about her marriage and that's what she's here to do today. Yeah, and um, I personally, um, Manali, Manali, like she said, she knew Miss Gina growing up, and I actually met her a few times, and I actually don't think she mentioned this in there, but I knew her through a, I don't know if it was um, like a like a nonprofit organization called uh, Purposeful Refuge, um, and that was based out of, um, you know, where we live and everything, and that's how I um, I knew her. Manali and I would volunteer every now and again, and it was it was great, but um, anyway, so that's just kind of how we know her and a little bit about her, but we are going to go ahead and just get right into the episode. Okay, guys, I'm going to go ahead and let Miss Gina introduce herself to us and tell us a little bit about herself and her testimony and how she came to know the Lord and just everything like that. So, Miss Gina, whenever you are ready, you can go ahead and start. Well, I am delighted and honored to be a part of this podcast, and um, I just want to say hello to all the listeners, and a little bit about me. I grew up on a farm in Rankin County, and um, horses were definitely a part and an instrument in my life. Um, When I was in eighth grade, I was getting ready for a state championship, and um, my horse fell, and I was actually in a coma for like seven days and um it was a very wild ride especially for my parents you know being there beside my bed wondering if I was gonna you know get up and walk again but during that time and I share that and I want to start with that because it was such an impactful um season in my life um as I became a Christian and became closer, I went to church, you know, but um, church was not a priority in our life just because we were on the road at rodeos and stuff. But my parents, um, when we were home, we went to Meadow Grove Baptist Church and I just loved the pastor there. And every time he shared on Sundays when we were there, I could just feel the Holy Spirit really um, calling my name and really birthing what salvation looked like and why I needed it. And when I was eight years old, I gave my life to Christ. And along with my older sister, we both walked down the aisle together and to make that decision together. And we were actually baptized and um, on the same Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And... That was very special. But since then, since the eight-year-old, um, during my teenage years, you know, I was very competitive when we rodeoed um, year-round. And that really became, because we were pretty much successful at it, you know, at a local level, state, and national, that almost became my identity. And so when the accident happened my eighth grade year, I couldn't ride horses for a little bit, but then I started back my uh, freshman year for the High School Rodeo Association, and that's when we realized I had a severe back injury that we did not know with the head trauma and everything because that was the focus the summer of my uh, seventh grade going into eighth grade year. And so... I was, I had back surgery 
and I was not allowed to ride horses for a year going through physical therapy. And it was at that point I started really searching for my true identity. And, um, and that's when Jesus really showed up because he's so faithful. When we are so broken and at a dead end, it seems like in our thought pattern, um, that's when I really began pursuing the Lord during that time. And I was able to go to church faithfully because I couldn't rodeo um, for that time. And to fast forward my junior year, I was able to rodeo again. And the fun part about that, my daddy and I, I, I qualified for the National Hustle Rodeo Finals my first year back in the game. And my dad and I got to go to the Nationals, just he and I together. And um, funny thought, we slept in the horse trailer that had a um, dressing room and stuff. And so we he put a little window unit in there. We, we had just a great time. <laughs> and... Uh, and so I actually placed at the Nationals, and that was just a fun high. But the Lord just said, when you delight in me, Gina, I'm going to open up these doors, you know, because I wasn't ever supposed to run or walk, you know, in all of that, especially ride a horse again at that kind of speed. And not only did I get to ride again, I, I did well. So my 12th grade year, um, high school radio, I actually won the all-around cowgirl, and that's a big accomplishment in the high school rodeo association. That is the um, the high point that you that you're going, you know, going after. And so um, I did that, and then I did a little bit of college rodeo, but it was almost like the Lord allowed me to win that title. And it was like, that's all I wanted. I was like, you know, Lord, we did it. It was me and you that did it. It was Jesus that did it. Um, and so that was really cool. So to fast forward a little bit more, I got into college. And that's where I started drifting. Um, dating became not my identity, but... It gave me comfort, and I I dated, and I just dated for the sake of dating. And that, especially since I'm raising girls and a teenage boy, dating just to date somebody, it, it can be dangerous, um, especially if it's not Christ-centered and you're not surrounded by accountability. And, um, and so I made some poor choices and I carried that into my early twenties. And I was like, God, you know, after several breakups that were very hard on me and the other person, um, I really started seeking the Lord and, and reading books that would prepare me. Number one, I had a broken heart and I didn't want to fall into that cycle of just dating just so I felt good or I felt like I was loved. Um, there's an old country song, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places, um, LOL on that. <laughs> but, um, I'm dating myself, but it was an old country song. And um, and the Lord, I had a beautiful friend. She had a similar testimony, but she had actually broke off an engagement. And what the Lord was teaching her date me and so when she was sharing her testimony I was probably 23 years old I'm going date Jesus like Jesus wants to romance me what that's crazy <laughs> but I could see her heart so on fire for the Lord and so zealous for the Lord I mean she to be around her was blowing me away I'm like Lord I want what she has and so I went on this journey of just um, being single and um, really focusing on friendships because that would definitely be something that I really, and I know I'm jumping forward, but for all the single ladies out there and guys pursuing the Lord 
so wholeheartedly when you're single because when you get married you don't have that one-on-one you do but it's just different you're divided because you're pursuing your marriage and then when you start becoming a mom things just get busy and you know you're being pulled different directions so during that season I truly zoned in on my relationship with the Lord and uh, I was reading books that there's one book by Miles Monroe and it's called Single divorced or separated and of course I didn't go through a divorce but that book held so much wisdom and I think every page in that book had tear stains of mine and it just it mended my broken heart because one day I knew Jesus was going to bring that person because he was teaching me to wait on him and not get ahead of him and so that was a very valuable season and so that's a huge part of my testimony um my accident was one big part of my testimony and then when I started you know dating and you know all my friends were dating and you just you know my parents were okay with it so I didn't have anybody saying you know what there's really value in singleness You know, the Apostle Paul talks about it, you know, being so satisfied with being single. You know, the word satisfied is huge, and it's huge even 23 years later in marriage, being satisfied in Jesus, because there's truly nothing this world can give us except that relationship with Jesus and that's when the word abiding comes in you know abiding in the Lord look that word up do a word search of what abiding means and Jesus in in all of his amazingness uses the parable of the vine and when we detach from the vine the life source guys we shrivel up and we get mean we get cranky <laughs> <And> we- <laughs> all sorts you know it's the source of joy it's the source of life it's the source of purpose and Gina along my journey I'm 48 years old almost I know guys I have a birthday my sweet husband's birthday is tomorrow and we are both turning um 49 mine's October 19th and so we have a little bit of experience under our belt and it's just take one day at a time and when you fall off the wagon so to speak do y'all know what that means to fall off the wagon just kind of maybe <laughs> if we're thinking of it's the same when, thing <laughs> it's when you blow, blow it you right know, you just mess up and you're like okay lord thank you that you were the god of second chances third Absolutely. chances fourth chances you know yes and um just in my journey as my testimony is just the beauty of God's God's um, pursuit, just God's pursuit for us. He's mm-hmm. pursuing us. Even when we feel like we've blown it, he's going, all right, girl, dust your, dust your pants off, get your blue jeans, you know, pull up your bootstraps, <laughs> cowgirl, you know, cowgirl, cowboy <laughs> language. And let's get back on that horse again. Let's go. You know, and Absolutely. so, um, yeah, Gina does not have it all together, but I do know the one who does have it all together, and I'm so thankful for him. 100%. <laughs> and it's Jesus. So, does, yeah. that, does that answer that question? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm thankful that you gave us like those main points that are like parts of your testimony to kind of like build that foundation for where we're going to go with like the next few questions and stuff. But before we get into those, can I just ask you, can you talk about what that process of meeting your now husband looked like for you and how you guys met maybe a little bit? Of course. So I'm glad that you asked that because number one, the timing of this interview is so perfect because it's like a birthday present to my husband. Because it's birthday tomorrow. Um, not that you have to have it ready for tomorrow, but, you know, <laughs> just 
because he has no idea what's going on. He went right. to a football game with Kelsey's fiance, and they're going um, to football mm-hmm. game together. And um, and so I'm doing this. It's just you know, God's so fun, and He just had them go away so I could do this without Him knowing. <laughs> but uh, or else He'll be out here. What are you doing? He'll be right here. What you doing? <laughs> but um, to answer that question, what did I look for? Well, I made a lot of mistakes. I'll say a lot. I mean, I did make my share of mistakes, but when I set myself apart, when I truly said, okay, Jesus, I have made a mess. You're the only one that can clean it up, you know? And I went back to other people who I needed to repent to that I broke their heart because Gina was just trying to search purpose and life, you know? Um, But when I finally, when the light bulb went off in my heart, to and my sweet friend Jesus used my sweet friend who was like look this is what the Lord did in my life when I was saying yes to having a boyfriend rather than saying yes to Jesus I'm going to set myself apart I'm going to save myself and I um I want to date you I mean it's Jesus saying would you just come alone with me Song of Solomon, yes, it's a wild, crazy book in the Bible, but if you'll dial down and read it, it's Jesus pursuing his bride, and that's us. So once that desire came back in my heart, because I had really surrendered, and that's a key word for single and married people, surrender. Because when we surrender to the Lord's leadership, When we are truly seeking first his kingdom, it's true, guys. Everything will be added. Now, do I live my life like that every single day? No. And I have to get back up and recommit. I have this saying, it's a daily yes. So I had gotten to the point, it was a daily yes to Jesus and going, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you with the person that you have for me and he knew in my heart I had I wanted a leader I wanted somebody who was solid and knew who he was in Christ I wanted a servant somebody that knew how to serve the Lord and serve others you know and because when you do that you can serve your wife or your spouse you know just having that humble servant heart um something else that I was looking for at this point in my life, not always, but at this point I was 23 and something that I wanted a a guy who had integrity, who honored people and honored others and loved Jesus. And, um, he was a confident leader and kind hearted and also very solid you know, and who he was and his identity and securing himself and a provider. You know, I didn't want somebody that was just flailing around out there. I was 23 years old. I didn't want somebody looking for a job or wondering what, you know, wondering, you know, I didn't want to be the, the sole breadwinner because I knew what my degree was. I didn't want to go be all the money. And so, but that's not what I was seeking, but I just wanted a solid, confident, person that I could really feel secure with, you know, and lo and behold, I had a, I was at USM and I had a Wednesday night class and I felt the Lord say, I want you to drop this class. I didn't need it to be a full-time student. It was just a class I was taking and I want you to go to this specific church because the college ministry was really popping and alive and the college students there were so hungry for the Lord. They were not there pursuing their future spouse. It was honestly, they were pursuing the Lord and it was like, wow, it was like a furnace y'all. And I went the very First Wednesday, when I obeyed the Lord, I dropped a class. I went to a church. I didn't know anyone, but the Lord says, I just want you to just show up and keep your eyes on me 
and just worship me. And it was that night, Brad Archer, we locked eyes. I'm going, oh, my goodness, I am not here to meet any guy. You know, <laughs> just like, and I turned my head. Well, he kept staring at me, y'all. <laughs> but our, our funny, uh, part of our funny story, so his sister, who I did not know was his sister, beautiful blonde, her name is Charity, and he's sitting by her, and I'm like, you jerk, you need to keep your eyes on your girl. <laughs> Archer and y'all he's staring me down again and I'm like oh my goodness (laughs) but it was enough to get my attention and so I left that night thinking about him and I'm like repenting to the Lord oh Jesus I really want to keep my eyes on you but this guy really has my attention but I would I would surrender you know Brad I I would surrender him because I had gotten to the point in my life I did not want counterfeit I did not want to settle for anything that wasn't of the Lord. And so anyway, I left as quickly as I could, but try not to be obvious. But he said I was obvious. <laughs> I was like, okay, see you guys. It's very good to, you know, meet you guys. But I have to go study. Whatever. I did not have to go study, but I was getting out, I was getting out of that person's apartment because it was girls, you know, it was several girls that were rooming together. And so fast forward a little bit. So our mutual friend, her name was Robin, she says, what do you think about Brad Archer? And I knew his name. I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, that I don't mean anything. And she dropped it. And so I was in the process of moving to a new, a new apartment with a new roommate. And because I had been by myself in an apartment for a season because I really wanted it that way because I truly was pursuing the Lord. I mean, I would stay up hours past studying and stuff and just just soaking in the word and just reading the word. And it was so alive. You know, the scripture that says his word is double edged. It's like a double edged sword that can cut to the bone marrow. And his word is alive and active. And he was doing heart surgery on me, guys, and brain surgery. He was renewing my mind during that part. So for a season, I was by myself in this apartment. Well, when the Lord was releasing me from that season, I found a roommate. And um, she was precious. She's in Africa now. Um, she and her husband and three children. And they're just sold out, to, you know, to the Lord through being a missionary and um, lifelong missionaries. And so anyway, it was a good fit for a roommate because she was actively pursuing Jesus and not trying to hook up with somebody, you know. So it was a perfect fit. But I needed help moving my stuff from one apartment to this new apartment. Well, our mine and Brad's mutual friend, Robin, said, well, Brad has a ministry. He has a pickup truck, and he truly does, you know, help people move. I mean, that's something that he does. And I'm like, please, girl. <laughs> I'm not trying to hook up with anybody. So anyway, long story short, I just felt peace from the Lord. And if you've walked with the Lord long enough, and I know you girls do, you just get that peace. Like, it's okay. It's okay. And so I was feeling the Lord say, it's okay. Trust me in this. So Brad Archer, with his cute little Toyota Tacoma, comes over. And it was mainly, he kept it very ministry-based. He said, okay, we loaded everything up. We moved it into the new apartment. And um, after it was all done, he said, can I take you out for lunch? Mm -hmm. And... 
Did y'all ever hear, was Garfield there at the mall, Turtle Creek Mall? Do y'all remember um, Garfield? It I, was like a, I do a, remember it, but I, I don't think that, I mean, I don't think I ever went there. <laughs> Okay. Well, um, I know that it closed, and I can't remember what year that was. But anyway, he took me there, and we had a great time, and just really getting to know each other. But it was still Gina's heart was being guarded, because there's a scripture, and I share it with married, if the divorce community out there, or if you're married. The Lord says, guard your heart above all things, for it is the source of life. It's the wellspring of life. And so I was guarding my heart, you know, not in a negative way, but I was like, I'm not letting anything in my heart, no feeling, no desire, unless it's you, Jesus. And I was just having this conversation with the Lord because I could tell Brad Archer was set apart. So I continued going on Wednesday night and I would hear him worship the Lord. And I was like, wow. Because he, he can sing, y'all. He has a beautiful voice. All of our children have beautiful voices. They don't get it from me. I sing to the Lord a song, okay? <laughs> I love to sing to him, but it's not for anybody else. I can promise you that. But I would hear him sing and worship. And I'm like, wow, you know, Lord, I can tell this guy, he has your heart and you have his heart, you know? And mm-hmm. so... Again, he asked me out to go on a date, and this is where, our, this is part of our testimony. He says, when he asked me, he says, I want you to wear overalls, and I'm going to pick you up at 7. Well, remember, on my list of the guy I wanted that I was looking for for my future spouse was somebody confident and very secure in himself. And Mr. Brad Archer, my goodness, I was like, he not only told me what time he's picking me up, he told me what to wear. (laughs) (laughs) And so he tells me, you need to wear overalls. I'm like, is he picking on my countryside self? (laughs) (laughs) Because I didn't know how much our friend Robin had told him. And so anyway... So I did. I put on my little cute little overalls, you know, my blue jean um, overalls. And um, is that what they're called, overalls? Yes, I think so. Okay. Like the cute little, you know, with the blue jean. Okay. I'm making sure that's what they're called. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He picked me up and we went to, have y'all ever been to Lita's Barbecue? I have, yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, before Miss Lita moved to Hattiesburg, she was in Columbia. And y'all, Turtle Creek Mall and all of those lit up buildings were not there yet. So he's driving me down this dark highway. I'm going, oh, Jesus, I missed (laughs) you. Where is God taking me? Oh, there's no cell phones, not back right, in 98. Right. Okay, I mean, there was, there yeah. were cell phones, but it wasn't common. Right. You know, like everybody did not have one. I'm like, oh, Jesus, it's me and you. Please save me if this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, we get to, and he looks at me. He could tell I was like probably in like panic like a little bit, but I was trying to be nonchalant. He says, it's okay. I'm taking you to Letha's barbecue, and her barbecue is in her house. Her, her restaurant is in her house. And I'm sorry for the dark road, but I promise I'm taking you to eat, and you're going to love it. Well, guys, it was amazing. It was mm-hmm. so, it was just, he took me there because he wanted to take me to a place I didn't have to feel formal. Because Miss Letha and her family were serving barbecue out of this old house and Miss Lisa or someone in her family had a special, a a child with special needs and he would come and sing at your table and you would give him a tip. So not only the Lord knew my heart for children and adults with special needs, Brad Archer didn't know, Jesus knew. So the whole date was tailor-made by Jesus. Brad Archer did not know. He just knew I'm going to take her somewhere different. I don't want her to feel like she has to 
steak, anything. It's just a, you know, just a barbecue joint in Columbia, Mississippi. I found in the band dogs, and I thought I was fixing to get, you know, mine. And I was like, oh wow. So anyway, it that was the that was the date that really just in my heart when I got home. No joke, guys. I fell to my knees after he had left, and I wept. I'm going, Jesus, you are so good. Thank you for helping me wait on him. When I went through a season, I didn't wait. I didn't know how to wait. And so, anyway, I was so grateful. I just, you know, talk about the Lord is good and he's faithful. He is in the waiting no matter if it's waiting on your spouse, no matter if it's later when you're waiting, you and your spouse are waiting to have a child or you're waiting on that job or you're waiting for a test result that may not look good and you're having to wait and going, okay, Jesus, I can trust your leadership. No matter the outcome, I can trust you. And so that's my testimony. So that is that was in 98. Brad and I knew um, we were 24, and we knew we didn't want to. I mean, we knew that we knew we were supposed to be together, and we were very wise in our dating. It was um, around church, you know, church friends and stuff. It was we we on purpose surrounded ourselves with friends. Because we were, we were very attracted to each other. And we did not want, you know, to make a premature decision. And um, and so in February of 99, he proposed. And in August, we got married. August the 7th of 1999. Um, and we just uh, celebrated year 23. And... Um, I wish I could tell you every day since then has been amazing and easy. But, guys, as you know, the Lord, on purpose, he says in his word, in this world you will have tribulations and you'll face trouble time. And it's during that time where the Lord, if you're tuned into him, and when you're not, all you have to do is wake up the next morning or wherever you're at in the day and say, Lord, I'm signing up again. I'm giving you my yes. And even during the 23 years of marriage, and we're going to have 23 more plus, plus, plus years, um, as long as the Lord has Bradley and Gina here on earth, um, it's a daily yes. And this is the scripture I wanted to share because it has held, it's the glue in a marriage. It's been a glue in my marriage, you know, and it's out of Colossians 23, chapter 3, 23. Whatever you do, do it wholeheartedly with all your heart as for the Lord and not for man. And it's key. I'm going to, if if one of you can read, uh, read verse 24, I'm doing this on purpose. I want you to read verse 24 out loud to our listeners. But mm-hmm. that verse, when, when it's hard, when life is hard, when life is just throwing punches at you and your marriage is tired, you know, because marriage is not a feeling. Mm-hmm. Love is not a feeling. It's a yes. I am here to serve you and love you and be with you. Even when the inside is screaming, I want to quit. Life is too hard. I want to quit. Have y'all been there yet in your journey? You just feel like hanging up the towel. And Jesus says, remember, my mercies are new today. Say yes. All you have to do is say yes. And I'm going to pick you up. And we're going to get up. We're going to walk this thing out today. His life, guys, is a day-to-day commitment. And when you fall off into the mud, you get up and you say, Jesus, help me. You are my helper in time of need. 
And anyway, I'm ready for y'all to read verse 24 if you're ready. Because I just felt the Lord say, let Hannah and Manali read that out loud. So remember, verse 23 says, whatever you do, do it wholeheartedly as for the Lord and not for man. Our audience is not man. I'm not doing it for Brad. I'm doing it unto the Lord. But then, yes, I'm doing it for my husband. Does that make sense? Right. Yes, ma'am. But but in those hard seasons, guys, there's days Brad and I don't like each other. And I'm just being for real. And But, you know, the Lord is so funny. He's gone, guys, y'all are cracking me up. You know, I mean, if, if a married couple is honest, some days you're just like, I'm really, you're not my favorite person right now. <laughs> <laughs> but in the world, what do we do? The world just says, go find another one. 100%. No. The world teaches that. The world teaches, you know what, when life gets hard, when a marriage gets hard, just divorce is so easy in the world system, you know? And after we read verse 24, I'm going to go to a key word that goes with marriage, and that has kept my focus, okay? But who's going to read verse 24 for our audience? I'm going to let Manali, um, we got it pulled up right here, so Manali is going to go ahead and read that. Yes. Okay. So Colossians 3.24 says, Knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord, you serve the Lord Christ. Yes. And to know we are storing up our treasures in heaven. The reward may not be here. Sometimes they are. But y'all, we have to look so much further. We've got to have that heavenly vision. We are doing everything unto the Lord. You're loving your parents unto the, you know, like you are to the Lord. You're loving one another. You're loving if you have a significant other. You're loving, you know, your friends, even those who are hard to love. You're doing it unto the Lord. Because just what you read, Manali, verse 24, it talks about the reward. The Lord is going to reward us, you know? And because he is who he is, he'll even allow us to be rewarded down here a little bit, but it's not a lasting reward, but it's like that fuel that helps our heart say yes tomorrow or yes to the next assignment. You know, it's just that fuel, that burning fuel that keeps us saying yes to the Lord and yes to our spouse or, you know, yes to life, you know? Right, that's right. Anyway, I hope I didn't ramble, but this is just so, so dear to me. Um, If I may, if I may, I want to read uh, or share the word covenant, okay? Covenant. And if we are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, God and us have made a covenant to each other. And it's binding. And guys, I looked up the word binding. It means to fasten tightly. Think about a roller coaster. If you don't uh, fasten tightly, there may be trouble ahead. Okay. Another word word to um, talk about binding, bound up. And I love this. To be encircled by something in order to strengthen it. So we be bound up by the Lord. We wanted him to encircle us. I thought that was so cool when I was preparing for this time with you guys. I just, I love to do word study so I understand it more. So I, you know, can better understand. But covenant also means a relationship between two partners who are making binding promises to one another and to work together to reach a common goal. And I believe our common goal is in Colossians 3, 23 and 24, which we just read. And to bond together also means to become one. So if you have two paint colors and you mix them together, 
they become one. Let's just say the color purple. It's white and blue. Put the colors together, mix it up and blend it. It becomes one. And I thought that was so cool when I was just kind of digging for a deeper understanding of the word covenant. The Lord wants us to become one with him. And when we say yes to our spouse, even 23 years later, we're still becoming one. Marriage is a process. When you say, I do, you do not become one at that moment. It's a lifelong process. So don't give up on the process. That's my my advice to all the listeners. Wherever you are in life, do not give up on God's process. Because if you're surrendered to him, you can trust the process. Does that make sense? Yes, ma'am, that absolutely does make sense. Um, Just based off of, you know, the wisdom that you've given us so far, um, and I know you've kind of touched on, like, saying this and mentioning it, that, you know, God does tell us that we are going to have, um, you know, trials here on earth. And, um, you know, one of the things that we've really heard just from different people and um, just in church and stuff that, um, you know, the devil is after, you know, your marriage. And um, can you just talk about ways that um, you and Mr. Brad have, um, you know, helped combat that or um, anything that you have done, like whenever you've gotten in disagreements and stuff or advice that you have for either young or even older married couples that are going through different season changes or maybe um, just trying to navigate maybe I guess, spiritual warfare, maybe that's what I'm, the word I'm looking for, like in your marriage specifically? Yes. Um, I would love to share on this. And I'm going to brag on my husband because he's so good at serving me. Like when he sees me in need or sees me stressed or whatever, he's so quick. And I've learned from his example, you know, he's so quick to set down his own agenda, his own desires or needs, and no matter if it's running to the store or um, helping me clean the house, you know, whatever it is, if we're getting ready for company, he always serves, and that softens a, a girl's heart, a woman's heart, especially when you feel you're being pulled, you know, so serving one another is huge. Another thing I want to um, really emphasize is seeing your spouse as Jesus sees them and saying, Lord, I may disagree right now, but I need your eyes to see my spouse so I can honor him or he can honor me. And just asking the Lord, even to help with repentance, you know, we, we just went through a hard season, and to be very honest, I almost said no to this interview, but the Lord said, don't you dare, you know, don't you dare, you're a work in progress, you're my masterpiece, you know, <laughs> and, um, and so it's been so fun preparing my heart for this interview, so number one, I thank you guys for, for listening and for Jesus saying, Ask Gina. <laughs> but, but just knowing to see your spouse through God's eyes and valuing them and their worth. Because number one, Jesus died for them and they're worthy, you know. But also, it's the daily yes, you know. We say just yes to that covenant relationship. You know, love binds us. Our love binds us. Divorce is not an option. You just move. Now, in our situation, it's not. I know there have been some because there was abuse going on or whatever, but that's a whole nother, you know, road. But for Gina and Brad, divorce is not an option. Yes, we have hard times. We have dry seasons, which we call a wilderness experience. And that's just when you daily commit yourself to your spouse. Have I got this right every day? No way. It has been very humbling 
because, you know, sometimes we can scare ourselves going, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I said that or I did that. And another key thing to the longevity in a relationship is repentance. When you've done wrong or you've dishonored one another, humbly going to them and repenting, you know, because the beautiful thing is my husband is like Jesus. He's like, Gina, I love you. We're in this together. And I'm going, okay, thank you, you know. <laughs> but um, I hope that answers, you know, just that daily yes, surrendering to the Lord Jesus. Because remember, when we are abiding in him, there's going to be a life source so you can, you know, love your spouse and be the spouse you're supposed to be that God's calling you to be being a spouse is a calling you know when we when we said yes at the altar we said yes to the calling to be a spouse you know um but also go into the bible to know your role as a wife you know or a husband and something I have to be careful I'm a strong woman you know, not physically, I'm not talking about, but when I get my mind on something, you know, I just have that drive in me. And so this is where I have to daily learn from my mistakes and say, okay, Brad, I got ahead of you. And I've done that, y'all, repeatedly. And I have to, you know, guess what, guys? It's a journey. It's a process, you know? Right. And um, anyway. I hope that answers your question. Yes, ma'am. I mean, that was pretty spot on what you just yeah. said. And also kind of how we had mentioned um, when Manali and I were on this journey to find out who it would be to to interview for this specific episode, something we learned um, was that, you know, marriage isn't an easy topic to, to talk about. And, you know, Manali and I are not obviously married yet. Um, so, you know, we had to learn that as well. You know, this is a, can be a very sensitive subject for some, some people to talk about. And um, we're thankful that you, um, you know, God led us to you to talk about the real and authentic parts of marriage. We're just really, really thankful for that. And um, I think a lot of listeners are going to um, really take this to heart. Um, yes. But we did have a final question that we wanted to ask you. So, Manali, if you want to go ahead and ask that. Yes. So to wrap this up, is there anything that you want to finish off with by telling our listeners or young girls who are still waiting? Um, um, it's neat because the Holy Spirit was already prepping me before you, I knew the question. So I wrote it down. I just wrote it down on paper. Continue being a student of God's word. That's the source. No matter where you are, on your journey that's where the source of life is it's wisdom it's where peace is it's where satisfaction is it's where purpose is it's where um everything that you need you know just like when jesus met the lady at the well he knew everything about her he knew the men she had been with and he loved her regardless and he also called her by name. And that's what got Mary's attention. You know, he knows a name. You know? And so even the beauty, I remember when I was just, the Lord was cleansing my heart from poor decisions I had made before he introduced Brad Archer to me. I remember reading, and I remember where I was sitting on our family farm. And I had that Bible I was telling you guys about. My young adult Bible has tear stains on every page. It looks like it was set out in the rain, but those are tear stains. And when I was reading the, the passage of Mary Magdalene washing the feet of Jesus and pouring the expensive perfume on his feet, I was that Mary Magdalene. And girls, I'm so grateful that Jesus called my name, and he still does. When I screw up, even here, and I'm sorry I said that word, but when I blow it, Mm 
in life. Jesus is still waiting for us, guys. No matter how bad you 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 know you've made choices, God is bigger. And I, I do, I say this when I'm praying for my children and my marriage and what, whatever I'm praying for, Jesus, your blood speaks a better word. No matter the circumstance, no matter the mountain you're looking at, Jesus, your blood that you shed at the cross is personal. You did it for me. You got to make it personal. He's not this God who's way out there. He wants to be our personal Savior, our personal, um, the one who remakes our heart and heals the brokenhearted. He has that power. No matter how bad you've messed up. He is the one who can mend your heart and renew your mind so we can become more like him. So we can continue saying yes when we wake up in the morning and we don't feel like it because our feelings are so fickle that when we say yes to Jesus, he is not fickle. You know, it's good to acknowledge, Lord, I messed up. I need you. And I'm saying yes to you. And then if you fall down again, guess what? It's the same prayer. Trust the process. Trust the good shepherd. He is faithful. He is good. He is rich in love. And it's his loving kindness that leads us to repentance. And now on the other side, I'm seeing my beautiful young ladies, my two old older daughters. I have four children. I did not share that with my audience. I have four beautiful children. And Kelsey is our firstborn. Kari. Caden is our only son, and we love him dearly. And Kinsley. Kinsley's our caboose. But the journey of being a mother praying for Kelsey's spouse and she's getting married in May and we love Garrett and we love their relationship. They're doing such a good job. Not perfect. No one's perfect, but they are hitting the target. And that's another thing when we miss the mark. And I'm not saying that about Garrett and Kelsey, but when we miss the mark, guess what? We can go to the master archer. And that's Jesus. And we can say, okay, I need some realignment with my bow and my arrows. (laughs) But we love um, and we celebrate Kelsey and Garrett. That Kari is also, she has found her bow. And he has done nothing but show us respect and honor in honoring um, Kari. And Garrett and... Kari's bow. I I don't want to say reveal his name yet, but if you follow her on Facebook, you already know because she posts all the time. (laughs) Just knowing that they honor one another and they honor Jesus in his ways in that relationship. And those two young men have shown nothing but honor. And I know my daughter's hearts are safe and and I know when they're out with their guys that it's all good you know but Kelsey's engaged and that's a whole nother level and we just celebrate with them and we're already starting to save you know when we see things on the marketplace and stuff just you know helping them get their new home ready when that day comes which is not far away But but that's that's what I want to say to the audience. Just seek the Lord. He is good and he does not give up on us. Yes, Continue being a student of his word. And if you're ninety nine years old or you're nine years old, you know, it doesn't matter. As long as you have breath, we're gonna praise the Lord and we're gonna 
pursue him. Absolutely. I mean, that could not, we could not have ended that any better. I mean, that was, I think, exactly what um, our listeners need to hear for sure. And us too, Manali and I, I mean, we've soaked in every word and we are really, really thankful for that, Miss Gina. Um, We are going to go ahead and end the podcast here. And before we do that, we usually say bye. Um, We're not going to end the phone call. We're just going to end the podcast. So bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Wow, that was a really impactful episode. And, you know, I mentioned in the podcast earlier, um, you know, marriage, something that me and Manali have learned is marriage is not an easy topic at all for couples to talk about in general or even with each other, but especially um, putting it out there for the world to hear. It's a very vulnerable topic. It's just difficult because marriage, um, it is amazing and it's a blessing, but it also comes with um, with great trials at the same mm-hmm. time. And we're really thankful that Miss Gina talked about her and her husband's testimony. It was very, very, um, it was just impactful. I think it weighed yeah. um, heavy with me and Manali and it just, you know, helped us to learn what to do in the future and things like that. So we were super, super thankful for that. Um, is there anything you wanted to highlight? No, I think she did an amazing job. And I'm, like you said, it's it's not easy to step out in boldness and be able to mm-hmm. share just things that you've learned because marriage looks different for everybody and right. relationships in general are just hard to talk about. So right. like you said, we're really thankful for her boldness to step out and be able to share the honest truth. Right. And you can tell she definitely has a heart for the Lord. And we actually know, um, I think most of her children personally too, um, yeah. just by meeting them and her whole family, they just have um, a light for Jesus. And mm-hmm. I specifically remember um, her youngest daughter, Kinsley, um, at church. I remember her being like super little and she would be running around the church. And um, and I was like, gosh, we're old. <laughs> we're getting yes. older because Kinsley's are. a little bit more grown up now. But um, we're super thankful for her and her amazing heart that she has for Jesus. And you can definitely see Jesus shining through her for sure. Right. Um, but with that being said, we are going to go ahead and move into our outro, which is what God has been teaching us lately. And, um, yeah. Do you want to go ahead and start? Yeah, I can go first. Um, so this week I learned some pretty important information as in regards to my graduation date, um, which kind of rattled me a little bit just because I thought I had a little bit more time to plan out my future than I thought. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Lord's kind of been shifting my heart away from the original plan that I had in my head whenever I first started college and going a completely different route that I um, never intended on going on. And so just honestly, what God's been teaching me is that I do not have it all together and that he does (laughs) and um, that it's just going to be a process of trust in him, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. just being able to not lean on my own understanding, but lean on his. And yeah, yeah, that's really what he's been teaching me to stop trying to do it myself. Yeah. I think that's a good, gosh, that's a lesson. I think we all need to hear me, especially too. I I love to do things myself and I love to be in control of things myself. Um, and God really, he sees that and he's like, well, I need to knock you back down because Mm -hmm. I'm in charge, not you. So that's good. Um, and I, for me personally, what God's been teaching me, if you've been listening to the past few episodes, it's been like, you know, lots of open doors that I'm really grateful for. And, you know, I've had a, you know, pretty good set of highs lately, but obviously, you know, we all have highs and lows. And like I mentioned in the intro, um, today, this week has been more of a, a low week and not because of anything specific. It's just, you know, one of those weeks where things just kind of feel like they're not all going smoothly. But I was actually talking to one of my friends from church at um, lunch the other day how um, we're always a work in progress. And something that I did not realize till I got into college was um, – you know, the parts inside of me that I was not surrendering to God. And um, I always had a viewpoint of myself as, you know, I had, I think, more of a legalist view with God. And I am, I've always been one. I love to check off to-do lists. I love to check off the box. And um, I started to kind of treat God that way. Like, okay, went to church, check, 
read my Bible check, I prayed check. And then um, I do think, especially this week, God has been like, you are completely missing the point of who I am. I am, um, you know, I'm not, you know, just a box to be checked off. You know, I'm, you know, I'm your Lord and um, we have a personal relationship and I have not been treating it that way. And um, God's also just been working in my heart. I've asked him to kind of reveal the parts of me that he's wanted to work on. And um, he revealed those and, you know, that hurt, it brought back a lot of like, I guess my past and, you know, nobody really wants to bring up the past. And one of my pastors at church said, um, it's a hard thing to do to bring up the past, but you have to bring up the past in order for God to take that and, you know, redeem you and move forward. But in Mm -hmm. order to move forward and work on those parts of ourselves, you have to bring back up the past. You have to bring up old, um, old feelings, just things like that. And um, I just really think God's just been working on that with me this week. And I've really been working on like, you know, uh, having, you know, a relationship with God and not treating him like a box to be checked off. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely a reality check that we all have every once in a while, just Mm -hmm. because, I mean, even there are some, you know, people that call themselves Christians and view the whole religion of Christianity Mm -hmm. as a checkbox, you know, that these guidelines, I put in quotations that like rules that God sets out Mm -hmm. as things that we need to check off. And it's more about being in a personal relationship with Mm -hmm. him than just checking off the rules or checking off the things that we should be doing. Yeah. Because I would always just let people, you know, people would be like, you're doing such a good job. You're on the right track. You're doing all the things. And I would, you know, I would take it and let it kind of get to my head. I'm like, you know what? You're right. I'm doing all the things I'm doing. And God's like, no, you are so, not God saying that to me, but you know, it's just kind of like he humbled me and it revealed to me, you are not perfect. You are so far from perfect. You still have ugly and broken and sinful parts in you, you know, just like everybody does. And it really just humbled me. And, you know, I was like, God, I have such a need for you, you know, and you revealed that to me and thank you for revealing that to me. And so it's, we're all a work in progress and I'm thankful for it. Um, But yeah, that's just kind of our transparency, I think, for the last few weeks. You know, we have high highs, but we also have some low lows. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're thankful to be able to share that with you guys, too, to give you guys encouragement. So for sure. Yeah. All right. We are going to go ahead and wrap this up here. And thank you guys so much for listening. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode today. And if you liked it, please be sure to subscribe to us and follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at Through Faith Podcast and everything will be linked down below. And if you have any questions or episode ideas that you'd like to hear from us, please be sure to email us and I'll also link that down in the description below. Bye guys. <laughs>